Today, we are joined by the young, inspiring entrepreneur, Isaac Suffren, who is currently an undergraduate student at Howard University. At just 20 years old, Isaac was able to turn $150 to, get this, $100,000 in less than a year. He has grown his platform on Instagram to 35,000 followers, where he shares a lot of his insight on the path to financial freedom. And honestly, this episode is no different. So join us for a financial literacy crash course. But before we get into this episode, quick disclaimer, just wanted to say that the contents of this episode is informational in nature. You should seek your own advice from professionals in regards to making any financial decisions. We are not financial advisors nor lawyers. Okay. All right, what's going on, guys? Um, got a special guest to the show this week. Uh, my guy, Isaac Suffering, um, former PD alumni. Um, Chargers. Current Howard, current Howard um, undergraduate student and basketball player. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on here. Yeah, yeah no, we're happy sure. to have you. Yes, thank you for being here. Yeah, um, Isaac is pretty much... Uh, He's done it all. Um, you know, he's really into the um, financial world. Um, he's really big in crypto um, as well as options trading. Um, if you guys don't know what options trading is, Isaac, you want to give us a little insight as to what options trading is? Yeah, so options trading uh, for me, especially for me, because I didn't have a lot of money when I first started. It's a mm -hmm. really easy to way, really easy way to get into the stock market uh, because it doesn't require as much money uh, just because stock market can be expensive depending on what you're trying to do. Um, but pretty much option trading is like the buying and selling of um, contracts. And with these contracts, pretty much the goal, just like anything else, when you're trying to be profitable is to buy low and sell high. And then obviously it's not as simple as that. Like there are th other things that you need to know just about the stock market in general, um, you know, depending on how serious you want to be about it. But uh that that's pretty much what it is just the buying and selling uh, contracts within certain companies um, okay. with the goal of being profitable uh, you know by selling the contract at a later date so for someone like myself or Nia who's pretty much a novice with this um, is option trading uh, like as feasible for newcomers or uh, someone who doesn't have a lot of um, knowledge about it like would you recommend it for no, that's a good question. So even though there's there's pros and cons to both like option trading and then just regularly buying shares of a company, um, with option trading, it's considered more risky because there are, it, it usually moves faster. There's a lot of other confounding variables that go with option trading. But the pro side is that you have, you know, you can start with as little as, you know, $20, $40, $50. But it's, you know, more risky just because, you know, there's a limit to how long you can have options. Uh, you can hold on to any contracts. Um, and and there's just more stuff about the market you need to know about just because there, just because there's so many confining variables. You know, if you were to buy a simple share of a company, you could buy and not look at that share for another 10 years and it'll still be there. And it might be worth a lot more or it might be worth the same or less. But because, you know, with shares, you can have it for as long as you want. Um, it typically holds less risk. So that's why I stress the education part for somebody before somebody just hops into option trading, just because 
there is more risk to it. Okay. So um, I hear this term financial literacy thrown all the time, like thrown all around. How would mm-hmm. you define like what financial literacy is? Um, that's a good question. How would I define it? Because I don't think there's any one definition. I think it mm-hmm. depends on the depends on the person. Uh, but for me, for me, I would say doing things or putting your money in positions or doing things to put yourself in a position where you can have true freedom. Okay. And what that means is kind of where, you know, you know, the money, I mean, the world revolves around money, right? Whether people use it for good or bad, like people use it to survive, like we need money. So, you know, everything has money tied to it. Um, So when it comes to having money, people usually trade time for money and, and, you know, sometimes, I mean, it's not a bad thing. You know, people want to, you know, go into the corporate world and work their way up or things like nothing's wrong with that. But for me, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, I guess it all started, you know, for me, just looking at my friends, looking at myself at the time, really struggling for money just because, you know, I'm, I was a 19 year old, 20 year old kid. Obviously, I'm not supposed to have it figured out all the way. But I just realized what everybody else is doing with their money. Everybody's going out, everybody's drinking, everybody's trying to buy all these clothes, shoes and all that stuff. Um, you know, I decided to just put my money in places where I could, you know, try to get, you know, eventually get more, more money just by, you know, whatever I put my money into in the past and then be able to live off that. And then, you know, so really it's just about assets over, over materialistic things. And, um, yeah, and I think that that's really all there is to it. Like, it's not really the, the, the blueprint to it all really isn't that difficult or complex. I think, uh, it may seem that way just because, yeah. Uh, you got to just put your mind you got to think about things a little differently yeah Yeah. I would say like this whole I mean financial literacy in general to me is a little bit intimidating just because Mm, I feel like I don't know there's like this taboo with talking about money like I feel like we don't really talk about it often or maybe our parents don't talk about like how you know to put yourself in these positions that you like describe so I feel like I was never what's the word like involved or like had interest. And so now I'm at the point in my life where I do want to take steps to, you know, financial freedom, like you mentioned. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing I would say to that, and that's, I was actually talking to my friend earlier about this, where, you know, sometimes you can blame bad habits or poor decisions. And when it comes to financial literacy and financial habits, but one thing you could really, you could really just knowledge some, like maybe your parents, I don't know your background, but or any of you guys' background like that. Uh, but, you know, maybe our grandparents didn't teach our parents certain things because they didn't know. And mm-hmm. obviously some down the road, your parents didn't really figure it out until a later date, or maybe they just didn't pass it on to you because they just didn't have all the knowledge. And I think that's a big part of it, big part of financial literacy, um, because, you know, where we are now goes back, you know, where we are now, I mean, you know, just African-Americans in general. Um, mm-hmm going way back there's you know there's always been a disadvantage obviously now it's more obviously there's more opportunity but even way back when you know you know we didn't have property we didn't have ownership of a lot of companies you know we weren't big in the stock market at all we weren't big in real estate obviously we had like things like black wall street and things like that but that's just a small part of you know the entire country and um as time goes on you know we've gotten better at that but you can see that the wealth gap is continuously you know, increasing over time. And that all has to do with, you know, where we're putting our money. And, yeah. you know, if you look at, 
you know, who spent the, you know, our, you know, black people in America have spent the most money on materialistic things, but only make up maybe like on average, maybe 40, I think it was like 45 to 49,000 a year uh, per household where, you know, white America has 150,000 per, wow. you know, per household. Wow. So that's, and that has a lot to do with where you put your money. Yeah. I was creeping on your Instagram and you had this meme that was like, uh, oh, I don't have enough money to spend. And then it was like Netflix and then like eating out. And I just related to that so much because I feel like I have always heard that you need to, you know, pay off your debt and like do all these things before you start investing. And I mean, I'm going to be real. I have a spending problem. I love to shop. So I think I need to like shift my mindset. And nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that at all. Like wanting to shop, like for me, my outlet, I love food. Like I would go right now, go to a five-star restaurant and pay 200 to $200 on a five-star meal. That's just my thing because I like food. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, I'd get to a point where I had thing, passive, things just paying for that. I always say it's about doing things in the right order, right? So everybody wants to clothes. Everybody wants the jewelry. Everybody wants know the fancy car right now but you know but if you were to buy those things right now would you have to go to work to go get your money back or would you mm-hmm. be able to just to pay it off or would you yeah, have, like a little buffer yeah or would you have things in place to be able to be okay this right here the, this shopping spree i'm about to go on this weekend is going to be covered by this this asset right okay. because this asset pays me every two weeks this amount of money so i can go out comfortably and spend money or I can go get this car because this asset is going to pay for it. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you think, you know, like you said, your Netflix, your, your Hulu's, all that stuff. Like people think that they don't have money, but we really think about what you're spending your money on and it adds up over time. It really really does. does. (laughs) And it doesn't take that much money to get started. That's the best part. You don't need a thousand, two, three, four, $5,000 to get started on this, Mm -hmm. you know, financial freedom path. Mm -hmm. So, Correct me if I'm wrong. You started with $150 in the stock market in options trading and grew that to roughly, let's call it $100,000 in six months. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I had $150. Sorry. I had $150 to my name. Like that's all I had. And I I just put that in the market because it was like, actually it was, it was like around this time last year where I first, like really when I dumped that 150 in, and then was doing all the learning at the same time. Okay. Oh, wow. So (laughs) I'm trying to figure out is, how did you get to that point? Like, I know it's not like, you know, in the stock market, you're not going to always get gains, gains, and wins and wins along the way. There's going to be some losses. So, Mm -hmm. you know, during that period of time, how did you recover from from those losses, you know, on that way to your $100,000 or however much it was? Yeah, so so really I had 150. And then I want to say I immediately almost lost half of that because I thought I knew what I was doing, but I didn't. <laughs> I did a little bit of research, thought I knew what I was doing, but I didn't. And most of, and I didn't really have enough money. I didn't have enough money at all to like to go to these different sources of people who like knew what they were doing, or maybe I wanted to buy one of these courses, right? But some of these yeah. courses cost like five, $600, right? Just ridiculous. So mm-hmm. I really had to do a lot of like just studying, self-study really. Um, and, you know, go on YouTube, Google, things like that. But the problem with that is that, you see people, stuff on YouTube that's completely not what you're yeah. supposed to do. 
And if exactly. people listen to that, then they'll end up losing a lot of money. Yeah. Like I saw this one dude trying to trade options. He said, yeah, just buy and then look at it later. And then hopefully you make money like that's That's a gamble, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not really what you want to do. It's a good way to lose money. Yeah. So, so really, um, I really had to lock in and study. I, I was like, lock myself in a room and just like, okay, look, I have $150. I can either trick this off or I can try to do something with it. So mm-hmm. I was going to try to do something with it. Um, you know, I, I got better. And over time, I want to say that first, within the first month and a half, two month and a half was really tough. And then after that, I was able to make around $50,000. And then I lost 48 almost Ooh. immediately. It was, <laughs> it was, it was right. trauma. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, if I'm being real, I was pissed. I'm but hurt. It only lasted for like a day. <laughs> wow. Maybe the rest of the Even day. Even for the last like 30 minutes, like I am sick. Yeah, I'm I mean, sick. it lasted a day and then I woke up next morning and be like, dang, I really did that. But then I was like, you know what? If I can do 50,000 off of 150, then imagine what I can do again. Awesome. And then, yeah, you know, it's like, let's do it again. again. Let's start this over. Round right, two. Right. Exactly. But, so yeah, minus, minus the $48,000 loss, but. I've I feel yeah. like that would be addicting. But the thing is, there, there's, and I don't even, and I don't expect people to think this way. I, I, I just can't come to the conclusion that the way I think may be unique. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was grateful looking even two weeks, three weeks after that loss, I was grateful for the loss because one mm-hmm. thing that can hurt people in anything, whether it be the stock market or whatever venture that you go on is early success. Because if you have early success, you either stay humble and realize that you, the work's not done. And you just continue to learn or you think you know what you're doing and you think you're the best in the world and you get this big head and don't think you need to study anymore. I know yeah. me back then, knowing me, I would have definitely been, you know, the guy who was like, oh man, 50 racks. Oh man, I can, I know what I'm doing. Let me yeah. take a bigger gamble and then possibly lose everything. Right. So I wasn't, you know, thinking about, you know, that I was okay with the loss knowing that I learned a lesson from it. And then when I made the, when I made it back, I knew how to, you know, I knew risk management then. I knew, you know, how to manage the money. I knew what to do with the money, you know, cause I, I was uh, at the time, 20 year old kid who didn't know who had never had more than a thousand dollars at one time. So having mm-hmm. 50,000 was definitely something that was really new. Mm-hmm. Got you. So I know we talked a lot about stocks and options trading, but I guess for you, um, you know, just kind of from knowing you, I know that, you know, all your money is not just in stocks. So personally, how do you diversify, you know, your portfolio in terms of investments, whether that be real estate, stocks, crypto, you know, talk about how your, your portfolio is kind of diversified. Yeah, man. So I never like to keep something in the same place. So, you know, I have options, I have, you know, dividend stocks. Then like you okay, said, wait, I have crypto. question. Yeah. Why do you say that? Like, why should a person not keep it all in one place? Well, you don't never want to have your eggs all in one basket. That one basket falls on the ground. Do you lose everything or like, you know what I mean? You don't always want to be relying on one thing. So like sometimes with my my option trading, you know, sometimes the market is really messed up and that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I may be down, you know, $5,000 in my stock market account you know, my trading account three days in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Just because the market is not looking good. But I have crypto where, you know, my crypto gotcha. be up five, ten thousand $10,000, right? And okay. so am I really down 15000 or am I down gotcha. 5000 right? Just not relying on one thing. 
So that and that and that's really what diversification is for. You even need diversification within the stock market. You know, you can't have all your stocks that you own in one sector of the company, like tech stocks. Like if you put all your money in tech stocks, then if tech is doing horrible for a month, then your accounts can look horrible for a month. And mm-hmm. so you don't really want that. So, you know, I have crypto. Crypto's, you know, a really big thing right now, especially with you know the US dollar just being uh, depreciate just continuously being inflated because we keep printing money right the more we print the the less the dollar amount is going to be worth cryptocurrency mm-hmm. is not government mandated can't print more crypto like it's just not you can't the only thing you do with crypto is burn it like you can't add more you can only decrease the amount of tokens there are so it can only be oh, more valuable over time right yeah. So, and then you have, um, well, not exactly. It depends. It some some. It depends on Generally. the origin of the crypto because there are like coins that are just made up, and people can just do whatever they want with it, uh, right? But you have stuff totally like Bitcoin, fine. Bitcoin, ETH, like those those guys are. You know, there's only so many out there. You know what I mean? And then you mm-hmm. have, you know, real estate. Real estate's not going anywhere. Um, you can never make more land. Um, that's one of the things I'm. You know, I'm about to get into. Uh, you know. I'm trying to wait until because I, you know, I got all this stuff going on, but, you know, that's something I plan on really diving into um, in the near future, just because that's, you know, one of the, one of the three aspects of wealth that, um, you know, I've studied that, you know, millionaires and billionaires all have, you know, uh, stake. Yep. So question, and it's kind of like a two-part question. So what is, I mean, you've kind of alluded to this a little bit, but like thoughts on investing in cryptocurrency versus stock, like where should someone start in or how much should someone invest in one versus the other? And the second part to that is your thoughts on like, is it Doge, Dogecoin, Dogcoin, whatever. So with crypto, I mean... It really depends. Like crypto is more so like a long term thing in, in most cases. Like it, it didn't like Bitcoin didn't just pop out of nowhere. Bitcoin's been a thing since 2010. That's true. Crashed in 2017. Everybody left it alone. And then Bitcoin ended up coming back uh, three, four years later. Right. Uh, same with ETA. Same with all the cryptos. So crypto is known to be like a, more of a long term game. Uh, all, but there are opportunities out there within crypto that you could, you know, if you get in at the right time, you know, you could, it could pop and you could make serious profit just because you just happen to get in at the right time. Um, crypto is a little more spontaneous, I like to say, just because, you know, you can't like look at a chart and be like, oh yeah, it's about to blow. Like, nah, that's not really how crypto works. Um, with stocks, you can, so, so in terms of investing in crypto, like it could be a cool short-term thing or it could you know, it could be a cool long-term thing. It just depends on the the type of crypto you get into and um, just just timing really. Um, with stocks, stocks you could really start with in, from anywhere. Um, and I say that because you can now get like fractional shares of your favorite companies. So, um, Nia, are you are you a big Amazon person? You say you like the shop. You like Amazon. I do. I do like Amazon. <laughs> <I'm> guilty. <laughs> so you like Amazon? Amazon stock right now is like. right? Nobody has, Mm -hmm. you know, or some people have, but not a lot of, the majority of people aren't going to have $3,300 just to buy one share of Amazon, Mm -hmm. right? But what you can do, say you wanted to invest in Amazon anyways, you could actually put $10, you can buy like 10, five, five, 10, $15 worth of Amazon instead of getting the entire share. 
So as Amazon grows as a company, your investments will grow as well. So you don't need to have that much money. Oh. And, th- and this is for, this is really for, you know, low risk kind of passive, you know, people who don't want to just do the options trading, which is more, um, you know, on your phone a little more, looking at charts a little more. But, you know, it's as simple as investing in the company that you use every day. You know, what do yeah. you think? Amazon, I think Amazon is going to be here for the next 100 years. I think Apple's going to be here for the next 100 yeah. years. Facebook's probably going to be here too. Um, there's Walmart's probably going to be here too. Like there's a lot of companies out here that are just going to be here, right? And you mm-hmm. can invest in those companies. And sometimes, and for some companies, you can get dividend payouts, which is pretty much a portion of the company's profit per share that you have. Mm-hmm. So I have this company called uh, Energy Transfer. And they actually, they're they're one of the more popular dividend uh, paying companies. Uh, right now, they're, they just actually hit over $10 a share but they pay out, I want to say like, I, don't quote me, but they pay, I think it's like 25 cents a share. Mm-hmm. So right now I have around 2,000 to 3,000 shares. So for every share I have, I'll get paid 25 cents. Oh, wow. And on, on the other part, depending on when you invest in companies, right? You don't just get profits on the dividend payouts, but you get profits on the investment as well. So say my original investment was just throwing a number, say it was $10,000, right? I put $10,000. And an energy transfer at $4, $4 a share. Now energy transfer is at $10 a share. So if I have that profit between four to 10 plus the dividends that they continue to pay every, every quarter. So that's, that's another way you can invest. So with, I, I definitely, cause I'm more of a stock market guy rather than crypto. So I definitely, and I, and you know, I, I don't have to worry about crypto, uh, the stock market crashing, like, uh, you know, cryptocurrency yeah. did out of nowhere like who knows like honestly who knows what's gonna happen with crypto it could crash tomorrow <laughs> i don't think it's likely but you know it did it once it, it did it once it can do it again okay wow i'm already learning so much <laughs> that's crazy so if you're let's say someone's getting new into investing let's say they have a hundred dollars where would where would you say they should put their hundred dollars today um give us the tea uh, I would say, honestly, I would put the hundred dollars into some type of education. I wouldn't even put money in the market right now because once you know, once you know what you're doing or you, you know how the market works, then you start to know what you like, you know what you prefer. And then, you know, okay, what am I willing to invest? What is my risk tolerance? There's a lot of things. That's why I tell people, people ask me, yo, what should I put my money in? Um, well, my risk tolerance may be way different than yours. Like I'm comfortable. Like if I were to put you know, go into a trade and, you know, with $5,000, I may be okay, you know, losing some of that, you know, one or 2000, depending on my risk tolerance. Like, that's why I tell people, like, it's not, it's, it's really a you thing. It's really a you thing. That's why I say invest in your education before you try to like really dive deep into it. Okay. Well, bringing that up, do you want to kind of, cause I know you have courses. So do you want to kind of uh, yeah. a shameless plug <laughs> yeah so um i so i started the course sometime it was like late i don't know when i started it sometime last year but um yeah i just have i have an option trading course and a dividend stock course um option trading course is definitely more popular um just because yep. one that's kind of what i i mean is what i do and it's um everybody likes short-term gains. That's just the way people are. They like to, you know, invest now, see money tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But pretty much it just goes over the basics of the stock market. You know, it's made for people who have no knowledge whatsoever. 
um, and it has, you know, just my strategy that I use um, to, you know, do what I do. Plus I have a trading group as well, where, you know, we have, you know, live, live sessions, just answer, uh, question and answer sessions. And, um, you know, where we, we just talk about the market, different opportunities and things like that. And it's pretty cool because, um, you know, uh, I like to give people my best and I'm, when I'm able to be able to talk to them and they have access to me and also other, other group admins who are really knowledgeable in the stock market as well. It's uh, it's really cool learning space. Yeah, um, I'm actually back when Isaac, I don't know, probably like six months ago when his course like first came out, um, we had talked a little bit more about it, but you know, I bought the course, learned, watched the videos. Um, like if you have no knowledge of the stock market, like going into it, I had limited, somewhat limited knowledge of the stock market, but I mean, he really does, you know, dumb it down to where like anyone can literally understand it um, and kind of, you know, try to make some profits off of it. So, you know, if stock is something you guys want to get into or stock options in general, not hundred percent recommend looking into his course, buying his course, you know, figuring out more. Um, I DM this man like shit all the time, almost, you know, with questions. So like, you know, he's always there to answer any questions you guys may have. Um, but like, if you want to get into options trading or stocks, definitely recommend um, reaching out to him or buying his options course for sure. Um, so I have a question. So what would you like consider the best forms of passive income? Cause you talked about real estate and isn't, isn't that one? Yeah. Doesn't that fall in that category? It can be, it can be. I mean, it's a lot, honestly, there's more than people realize. And I, and, and it goes into people thinking that you need to do something extravagant to make a lot of money. Uh, Like you don't need to be a doctor, lawyer, NBA player, NFL player to make a lot of money. Like you literally just have to tap into a niche and just be good at it. You know, there's from, you can go from, like I said, dividend stocks, uh, you get like real estate is one of them. Um, you can even do something like, you know, say you work a job or whatever, you save up, you buy a vending machine, you buy a vending machine, you put the vending machine in a very, a very high traffic area and mm-hmm. that vending machine, depending on where you put it, it could give you six, 600, 500 to $1,000 a month, right? That's passive income. You're not actively yeah. doing anything to make that money. You're just putting it there, putting snacks inside and then letting people go get whatever they want, right? Um, it's also like provide, provide some type of service, a service where um, people come to you for, come to you for a specific skill. Like I always tell people monetize a skill, right? Give people, if you give people value, they'll be more than willing to, you know, pay for it. Cause it's a service, right? It, like you have a skill, you're providing a service, you should get paid for it. So that, that's another way where like for me, one of my, my course is one of my, uh, is passive income. I don't I don't really do anything. I put effort into the course to make it. That was probably mm-hmm. the only active thing I've done for the course because it's recorded. You know, you don't have to, you can watch it on your own time. I put it up here. People see what I'm doing. People see the results. So it kind of, um, it sells itself just because of what other people have done after taking the course. And, you know, it's, it's just another form of passive income. Um, so there, there, I mean, there's so many ways that you could really tap into it. And there's ways that I don't even know of that I'm sure out there that people could do. Um, and, and I, I really, I encourage like my, my family, my little cousins, um, I tell them all the time, yo, if you have something, or, or take, don't take this $20 and think about how you can, you know, spend it. Think about how you can multiply it. Even if it's simple, like buy, go buy a pair of shoes that you, that you may see on eBay that people, somebody is underselling and then go sell it for hire, like make mm-hmm. the profit and then rinse and repeat. 
Okay. Cool. So do you, I mean, I've done a lot of research into, you know, stocks, options, entrepreneurship. Like I'm really big on that type of stuff. Um, and one thing that I've heard like a lot of millionaires and billionaires say, um, I'm not sure you're probably familiar with, uh, Grant Cardone. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. One of his like biggest ideologies is that, you know, don't save your money, um, you know, in your account. It's like invest all your money literally for the most part. Mm-hmm. So what's your, what's your take on that? Man, I go, if I go like check to check, bro, like that's, that's the, how much I invest. Like it, it's kind of annoying sometimes because sometimes I, in the back of my head, I'll be like, is my card going to decline? Like <laughs> sometimes, sometimes just, I invest so much. I invest so much. And, okay. and it's not even like, because I, like I said, I got my mind right before I got the money. So I already knew like, you know, my first hundred K, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I want to go buy something i was like okay let me see i want to put it here 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 and here here and then mm-hmm. i'm left with like you know, oh i can go get something to eat that's my reward right I can go <laughs> here, um and so i am i invest everything to to a far i over invest to some sometimes where i probably shouldn't do so much but i already i already have like i know what the next five years is like just because i'm already thinking about my investments and the thing with investing it gets bigger and bigger and bigger with, it's not like I'm putting $200 in the savings account and then I'm putting it again next time I get $200. Like I'm putting $200 in something and that while I'm loading up for the next deposit, that $200 is three, four, $500 now. You know what I mean? So it's not like yeah. investing isn't uh, a chore or it's not a like a, some type of punishment. It's an, it's an opportunity because you never know yeah. what can happen. So yeah, yeah I that's that's that was me before I even knew who Grant Cardone was. Okay. And he just solidified it for me you can say Facts. i agree yeah yeah but i invest man that it, it's fun it honestly is fun like who who doesn't like making money and not working for it <laughs> everybody <laughs> literally literally Wait, like, gonna... so do you have like an emergency fund or like what are your thoughts on that if i if i really need it then i just take money out of crypto i have enough in crypto where i can just with crypto i can it is no it's 24 7 so i can if i want to withdraw it i can withdraw it and then boom that's my emergency fund but what i do have i have a um i have acorns right and i i, I downloaded it not gotcha. long ago um and i, I, hate, I, I it's an app it's, it's an app app. Where it is like you can invest right it's really for like low-key investors but i hate savings accounts absolutely hate it why i'll tell you because a savings account is not meant for you to make money you actually not lose you lose money in the savings account. account. You lose it literally, and I'll and I'll tell you why. So the average the average savings account gives you an interest rate of 006 percent. That's just the average, right? So less less than one percent. The inflation rate in the in the current and for I don't even know what the current inflation rate is because we've been printing money like ridiculous at a ridiculous rate. But let's right. say before the pandemic, the average inflation rate was three point two percent. So if you have $1,000 in a savings account at a 0.06 interest rate and inflation is 3.2%, you're losing money because your money, that $1,000 in 2015 is not the same $1,000 now, right? Mm-hmm. That $1,000 in year 2000 is not the same $1,000 now. You've lost a lot of money if that money is just sitting, right? That's why That's why I see all these gurus, like it's weird, these social media gurus who just are flexing cash. I'm like, like, cash. like that's i hate i hate cash i'm telling you i hate like if somebody tries to give me cash 
I'd be like, yo, just find a cash app, do something. Just don't give me that because I'm if dead. I have it, it's just going to sit in my wallet and then be there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So with Acorns, I can, I actually, it's like my savings account where I have a, a just a passive, a moderately, you know, just, it's a simple investing account where every time I swipe my card, money goes to it, right? Money goes to it plus a $300, let's like some small, like three to $500 a week that just goes into the, into that account. And then, so that's my savings account. And it, mm. and, it'll, and it'll grow with the investments that I make. And it's, you know, it's index funds. So it's not like aggressive at all. It's very low risk. And, but I'm, you know, it's based on history. I'm guaranteed to make a solid amount of return on my money year after year, way higher than the inflation rate. So now I know I'm making money at least by passively just putting money into, into acorns rather than some type of savings account. I hate, I'm telling you, I hate savings accounts. Wow. I, um, I was going to say something, but I just lost my train of thought. Oh, let me put let me put it like this. You may understand it better like this, right? So if you have, you know, $100,000, right, in the stock market, a 1% gain is $1,000, just mm-hmm. 1%. $100,000 in, in a savings account at a 0.06% interest rate, that's a couple of dollars. Like, they're, yeah. they're, they're not giving you any money. But you have a hundred thousand in the stock market, and you get a one percent gain. Then, and in some days it may be better, it may be greater than one percent because the market it goes up and goes down. That's just the way it works. But mm-hmm. you know, the last eleven years before the pandemic, we were on an eleven-year bull run, where meaning that the stock market year after year, you know, just went up every year. So whatever you had left from a year one to year eleven was growing exponentially. Mm-hmm. So that and that's the and it's also like that's getting into like compounding you know the more money you have the more money you make right. type thing. Mm-hmm. yeah for the most part what he's saying is like with with you investing your money in the stock market it's going to outpace that inflation rate of like the money that Fast. you have in your Every savings time. exactly yeah, we're talking about investing in the like if you say you get in the index fund or, or say you invest in the s&p 500 which is the top 500 companies in the stock market we're talking about amazon we're talking about Apple, we're talking about Tesla, we're, we're talking about those companies, right? Mm-hmm. You, I think those companies will grow at a much faster rate than 0.06%. For sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, even if I were to invest my money there, like I I'm, I feel like it's guaranteed almost to, to mm-hmm. make a return on your money year after year, just because we're talking about the top 500 companies, unless another pandemic hits and then, you know, stock market crashes a little wow, bit. Don't, don't speak that into existence. Yeah, I know, I know. But even so, like, Say, say, say for some reason the stock market crashes and the S or the SP 500 crashes. Some people panic sell and they lose, they just take the money at the market, but some people buy the dip, which is pretty much buying, you know, cheaper prices, right? So, say for example, I put it like that I always use Jordan. So, say you got a pair of ones for $500, right? But for some reason they're going for $100. You know, a lot of people will buy it at $100. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with the market. You know, you have prices up here. For some reason, the prices come way down here. That's an opportunity. So now you can get more of, you know, more shares or, or deeper positions in companies and make even more money when things go back up. Hmm. Good points. Um, so kind of like shifting gears a little bit. So you are, you're a college student. Um, what's your major? 21, man. Communications. Communications. Cool. Ah, um, 
what are your plans for like post-college life perhaps especially with where you are in life now um honestly I mean there's so many things like just because I always plan to work for myself so I can do it can be you know it could it could be real estate it could be you know stock market it could be a lot of things so um you know I do plan on like real estate is definitely my long-term game like that's definitely what I want to do um and not even like a real estate, you know, or a real estate agent or anything like that. Like I want to invest um, and I want to create, like I have, and the, and the best part about being financially free is that you can do what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have like, look, I love anime. Like that's my, I'm a nerd. I don't care. I love <laughs> anime. I love basketball. Like I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to do a, all, you know, all kinds of things um, and, you know, put other people in positions of power uh, and, and live, right? I don't want to, the whole goal is to not live to work. You know, that's the whole goal, right? I want to like, for anime, I want to, you know, I have, I've, I've always had this thing, like, man, I want to create an anime one day. Why not? You yeah. know, I don't have to, I have control over my time. You know, I have things in place to help me do whatever I want to do. Um, you know, I'm also going to create a nonprofit um, in the future. That's another thing I want to do. You know, one of my things I've always been, I want to um, cause I hate ghettos. I hate the ghetto, right? Cause this mm-hmm. is, I hate stereotypes. So I, I always wanted to go back and you know, like buy, uh, buy back the block, right. You know, um, you know, fix up, fix up neighborhoods, uh, put, put, you know, gentrify the neighborhood, but be black and doing it right. Um, gotcha. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and do, and just do things like that. So in terms of post-college, like, you know, definitely not clocking in, clocking out, which is, like I said, I don't have anything against it. Like some people, <laughs> I got to say if I'm canceled or whatever. <laughs> the cancel culture. <laughs> but, you know, some people need to do it. You know, it just wasn't my preference. Like I worked at Chick-fil-A and I, I, ugh, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, somebody yelled at me because I put the sauce wrong or something. I was like, yeah, yeah Chick-fil-A, like, you can't mess up over there now. Nah, but you go real quick. <laughs> Nah, nah, but you know, the that's the that's the beauty of like um being free delayed gratification, um, you know, sacrifice and uh, you know that that leads up to you know being able to be spontaneous mm-hmm. with what you do. So I, I gotta ask about you probably know I was gonna bring this up, but I'm gonna bring it up. I gotta ask about the test that you just bought recently. <laughs> I gotta ask about it. He's not to... struggling with the gas shortage. No, I mean, he's looking good. Gas who? He he's good. Not at all. I laugh at it. <laughs> I laugh at it. Um, it's not even. But the one I got, I love the one I got, but it's not even the dream car, man. I gotta get the Roadster. Oh, I'm sorry. That's My bad. Okay, huh? That's he said, that, you know, that, that, now that was expensive. That one's like two forty, something like that. The the one you the one you the want. Roadster. The one I, I don't want. even know what that is. I I'm about this to look different it up. From a Tesla. The Tesla, um, yeah. Right now I have the, the, the 2020 Model 3. It's nice though. I love it. Now I don't know if you want to answer this, but knowing you, I would assume you didn't finance it. You just probably paid for it. Oh no, that's stupid. I financed it. Finance it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. <laughs> think about this. Think about this. That's all right. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Would you either would you oh. buy a house outright? Or would you buy a house, rent it out to a tenant for a little higher than a mortgage payment and then have them pay for the mortgage? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. renting it out. So I put, I put, you know, 50 whatever grand on a car, you know, when I can just, I have passive income to pay for the monthly payments. 
and I could do I could do something else with it. That is so smart. <laughs> I'm saying I'm really like I'm, like, I'm literally sitting here like I'm literally like reading as that sounds. Also, I'm looking at this car. This this is a nice car. Oh, it's nice, beautiful. <laughs> think about it like this though. And once you think about it like this, your whole perspective will change on everything. Your bills is somebody else's passive income. Wow. Your, so bill, true. your rent, your whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. I live in an apartment and every time I go in, I'm like, I'm, uh, like, I'm paying this man. <laughs> and, and it's not because I, I, I want to do it. That's the goal. Like one day I'm, I plan on having like apartment units. Like Same that's thing. my thing. Like yeah. I want to I wanna just do that and just keep going with it. But it's true. Your bills are somebody else's passive income. And, yeah. you know, the goal is to have somebody, something else cover your, cover your bills. Dividend stocks cover my cover my you know necessary expenses you know just all just asset here asset here asset here I like I I never have to worry about where I'm going to get this money from because I have somebody or something else paying for it and it's the same exact thing you know every time like like a rent like people who rent to a landlord are literally paying off mortgage so if I have a so so check this out if I get a um if I get a single family home right and you know, it's on a 30 year or 15 to 30 or 30 year mortgage, right? Whatever it is. And the mortgage costs a thousand or it costs me $1,200 per month. I may charge 16, 16, 16 per month, whatever, mm-hmm. 1600 per month. So I can pay off the mortgage cash flow $400 a month and then, you know, move on. So I make $400 a month off a property I don't own. Yeah. You know what I mean? And oh, even if they want to move out, I can do it again. You know, mm-hmm. I could get another tenant or something like that. Yeah. Real estate game's a hack, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, it's <laughs> nah, such a hack because it only takes one. You get one property and you can just rinse and repeat. Yeah. It, Sandy, that's crazy. you. Soon. Hey. Yep. That's, I, I'm I, trying. I plan on it. <laughs> <laughs> I plan um, on it. I'm, I'm glad you guys are, are liking this stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I was I'm gonna just, say, I like, get excited before, talking about this stuff. Clearly, no, I can, I can like see that. Like, I feel like <laughs> I'm inspired. Like, me I too. This book, I had this book. Actually, my grandma got it for me. It was called like a broke millennials guide to investing, and so I think that was like the start. But I never, I never actually finished it because it was like you need to do all this stuff before you start investing. And I was like, okay, let me, let me get my ducks in a row, this and then I never I went back books. to. It. I hate the books. Yeah, but now after listening to you, like I'm like. It's not yeah, hard. It's, I feel it's, inspired. And that that's the one of the things that um that that really annoy me the most. Like people ask me, yeah, what books did you read? Like I don't I didn't read any books. Not mm-hmm. saying that, that there aren't good books out there, but every one I cracked open made it seem like it was rocket science. Right. Right? It's not rocket science. Like, like, and you know, like Rich Dad Poor Dad, one of the most simple, clear, yeah. you know, straightforward books that I've read. Um, even listening to him, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, I think his last name is. Um, mm-hmm. but he said, there's one thing he said, like the schools don't teach this stuff for a reason. Like they don't teach about, you know, wow. uh, like stock market stuff. They don't teach about, um, you know, real estate, you know, mm-hmm. they give assignments and they like, okay, good. You meet a deadline, blah, 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 whatever. But this stuff is like, so it says it's about knowledge, right? Like, like my mom, my mother didn't know a lot of what I know now, you know, her mother depth, like coming from, you know, her, her my grandmother's mother was a sharecropper or, you know, mm-hmm. was, was on the, on the plantation, like literally, right. 
you know, in the deep South Alabama. So then, you know, that knowledge is passed on and then they learn a little more and then that knowledge is passed on Then they learn a little more. And then my mother passed on to me what she knew. And then now I, I'm that know a little more, right? Now I know, now I can pass it on, right? To, to, to other people and my family and, you know, my future kids and so forth and so on. And this is, and that's how a cycle is created because, you know, I'm going to be that one in my family to, to get real estate, to, to, to get the, the land, get the positions in these companies yes. and then be able to like pass it down. That's how literally like there are people in college right now who are paying for college due to investments that their great grandparents made. All my great grandparents yeah. invested early in Microsoft or not great grandparents, but my grandparents early uh, invested early in Microsoft. Microsoft has been paying me dividends since 1980. Those mm-hmm. dividends got passed down to my to my son, to his son, to his daughter, who's in at an Ivy League school right now, getting paid five thousand a month uh, off dividends. Like you know what I mean? And literally, mm-hmm. that's wealth. Not being not having to work for money. These people, a lot of people don't work for money, just because yeah. of and and like I said, we're you know you're not at fault. You know if your parents or grandparents didn't invest, but you know no no better do better. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. What's your um, what's your like take on four hundred one ks? Like I I have my personal opinion, which is like, I work a nine to five right now. Obviously, it's not what I want to do. Um, I don't plan on clocking in and clocking out for the rest of my life. But you know, my job is matched my four hundred one k, so I'm like, cool, why not? And my idea is, you know, worst case scenario, shit hits the fans, none of my business ventures work out. Then I have a four hundred one k at some point in my life when I'm ready to retire. <laughs> so what's your what's your kind of take on that? Um. That's, that's perspective, I guess. Me personally, I can't I can't see myself just, oh man, I got a 401k just because I feel like yeah. I can use that, like I can use that money to, you know, do something else with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the thing is like you gotta to really understand like the way somebody like me thinks, you have to you have to really understand the norm, the norms of society. One thing I realized is that if you're gonna be above average you have to do things that are really against the grain right um against the grain not in a negative way but just different mm-hmm. yeah like our, our society says go to school go to college after college get married get a get job college, whatever get a job and then work 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 two weeks off vacation every year and then retire at 60 with a 401k that you can live off of or social security that you can live off of for till you die right mm-hmm. that, that's not a very cool lifestyle to me right um and one thing i noticed is that you know uh the society is normalized debt society normalizes debt from where when we're little consumer mentality that's the way it is so check check this out so you go to high school then you know everyone says you gotta go to college you gotta go to college right well you go to college and then you're automatically put in debt because not everybody gets a scholarship not everybody's on you know a basketball team whatever right so yeah say you go to a school, it costs 40,000 a year, right? So you take 40,000 a year out. Now you have student loan debt. Oh, but before that, you're in high school, people are telling you, get a credit card, build credit. That's more debt. So now we're at debt from the credit card, debt from um, debt from college. And then, you know, oh, you want to get married, want a nice wedding, take out a loan, more debt. You want a car, more debt. You want a house, you want an apartment, more debt. Now you have a job that pays 50000 75000 a year out of college. Now you have all these expenses 
you have student loan debt, you have all this, all this, all these bills that you have to pay, and you only have one stream of income, right? So, so everybody, everybody teaches, or everybody, you know, the the normal the the normal timeline is, you know, just full with filled with debt, but not everybody, you know, it, it's weird for some people. Oh, well, let's not talk about money. Let's not, you know, there's personal finance. Let's not bring that stuff up. I'm like, okay, well, you're okay with me spending all my money, but there's yeah. no, you know, there's no, where's the other side of that, uh, that card. So that, that just, yeah. that's just how I think about everything. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good point. Um, what else? What else? I guess most most millionaires and billionaires that I've like kind of somewhat studied, um, you know, I've heard that they have at least seven streams of income. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's like a fact or like you think you can, you know, be a millionaire billionaire without seven streams of income? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's possible, yeah, obviously, but uh I think the more income the more streams of income, the better. The better. True. Um, now obviously. now the thing about that is that yes, I want the most streams of income I can get. But then mm-hmm. I also want to make sure that I have control over my time. So I'm not going to have so many streams of income that I don't get to enjoy any part of my day because I'm so yeah. busy trying to manage seven streams of income. Um, I think at a certain point, that's where people start hiring people. You start hiring managers and, and things like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, and for me personally, like, yeah, I want a decent profit margin for whatever I'm doing. Like, I'm not trying to do all this work and then come out $200 in profit. Like, that's just not worth it to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the the more streams of income you have the better also though i will say this if you could find something whatever it is it doesn't have to be like real estate stock market business whatever but if you can find something master that thing and then become great at it you yeah. know and then then you could be very like some people think it's just real estate they don't want to do stock market they don't want a business they want to do real estate and that's what they do they start off with one property or they start off you know as a real estate agent trying to make some type of income then they take mm-hmm. the money they make go into the first investment property. And then once you have that investment property, you know, say you have, say you buy a property under market value and then say it's, you you know, it's sold for hundred K it's worth, you know, the, the new appraisal values, 200 K you have hundred K equity. You take that out and you can just do it again. Now you have hundred K to work with and then gotcha. do it again, do it again. So you don't have to necessarily have more streams of income, mm-hmm. but I would say the more popular thing is, you know, the more, the better. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on the show. Um, you're our first guest, so you know, we'll yes. see how it goes. But you know, you definitely gave us a lot of insight information that, um, you know, people need to know that people don't know. Um, so yeah. like I said, I've learned so much you. in this short hour, it's like <laughs> insane. Literally, I think uh, I'm about like, to like, I have a chunk of money in my savings right now, and I'm about to, I'm like, she's about, like, she about to invest it all, all the day. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I'm like, what what do I need to do? How to like I need to like go rethink my life after this. Nah, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is cool. Yeah. Oh, um of course. but I uh did. where can uh, where can guys people reach you? Um, you know, Instagram. Um yeah, so my social media stuff is pretty uh pretty basic, just Isaac Suffering. Okay. Um yeah, just Isaac Suffering on Instagram, Twitter. Um, you spell your last name first. You saw what? Spell your last name we'll for us. We'll have it on ours. Okay. Uh, yeah. S U F F R E N. Got you. Got you. All right, guys. Um, well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Um, I, as always, appreciate you coming on the show. Yes. Um, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Yep. And we are tapping out. Appreciate it, bro. Bye, tappers. All right. <laughs>